The following program is created for informational purposes only and does not constitute as medical advice. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the host. If you think you may have a medical emergency, consult your doctor. This is where the healing begins. This is Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne of Greenwood Family Chiropractic, where it's not only about neck and back pain, but a place for whole body wellness. Listen this hour as Dr. Leanne is here to share her wellness education to help you live a maximized life. For more information, visit GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. Here's Dr. Leanne. Good morning. Thanks for joining. You're listening to Maximize Your Life. I'm Dr. Leanne Schluter with Greenwood Family Chiropractic. 317-893-2853, 317-893-2853, or you can always check us out online, greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. That's greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. You can go and schedule an appointment. Today we are talking about the eye-opening costs of illness. I'll tell you how I got spurred kind of down this path is that I read an article that talked about how there is a new Indianapolis surgical center to offer at-cost procedures with or without insurance. When I was scrolling through at the bottom, they had talked about how Indiana is required to po- post prices on their website, th- the hospitals. They're supposed to be transparent about the different costs of procedures. And so I dug a little bit deeper and we played a game <laughs> with my team at the office about how much do you think it costs so guess what we are going to play today we're going to play how much do you think it costs so it varies from hospital to hospital but generally I'll tell you uh, which hospital which local Indianapolis hospital I got this off of what those procedures include and then I'll give you a short brief moment since I can't actually hear your answer and you can guess the cost So, and the other one too is, it also is very eye-opening. I feel like especially being in a more wellness-based field that people, what they view or think of is too expensive. What is too, yeah, I just, you know, it's just too expensive for me to get regular chiropractic care. You know, it's just too expensive for me to eat healthy and organic. It's just too expensive for me to have a gym membership. It's just too expensive for me to cut out toxins. And in reality, right, it may it may cost a little bit more on the front end of things. But I truly can tell you that I know, not I think or I believe it, even at this point, I know that this is an investment for your health. It's just so hard. Though, because, you know, if we say, hey, I want you to eat right and exercise and cut out toxins and get chiropractic care, you know, the neuropathy that you would have had isn't there. The um, diagnosis of whether it be diabetes or heart disease isn't there. So it's hard, you know, and I always tell people there's such a such a value, unfortunately, in allowing ourselves to become ill and then becoming well, right? Like the transformation of losing 100 pounds or off 10 medications or off four medications or, you know, doing all of these things. But if I have someone who came in and it's like, hey, I just want to let you know, 
I've been taking care of my health for the last decade. I'm on no medication. I can walk a mile. I feel great. And in 10 years, I say, you know what? This person has been a patient for 10 years. And guess what they can do? They can still walk a mile. They're still on no medication. They still are feeling great. You're like, well, that's not cool. That's not, right? Like, that's not noteworthy or anything to write home about. When in reality, we should. We should applause these people. We should praise these people. We should, um, you know, highlight these people on what they're doing for their health. Health is not luck. So to be able to kind of see what that cost of illness is and just some of the transparency of um, like CEO hospital salaries, it's really, really interesting. So uh, be prepared for a lot of like, huh, and what's and I can't believe it. Because that's what this show is going to be all about today. But before we hop into that, let's talk about some news. Dr. Leanne's Health News. Some studies suggest that too much sugar can literally mess with the brain. Health News now, one of the world's most commonly prescribed medications. Maybe. Today, the average American consumes 22 teaspoons of sugar Protesters a day. Protesters say they just should not be forced to get this shot, not by the government. Today's Health in the News to my heart. I'm excited about this. Vitamin D deficiency linked to mortality risks in some people, researchers say. Please note, I am not excited about the mortality rate. If you have ever listened to the show, you know that my, uh, there's a couple things that I'm like, hey, this is my jam. Vitamin D is one of them. So vitamin D deficiency linked to mortality risks in some people, researchers say. We've been preaching this for years and years and years. So it's always so interesting to see how research catches up with um, with things that we've been saying for literally almost a decade now. And when I say literally, it's not a figurative literal. It's actually we're going into our ninth year on here. So uh 2013 is when we had started. (laughs) Oh, it's crazy. Okay, article. Genetic evidence suggests a casual relation between the levels of vitamin D and mortality in people with low vitamin D levels, according to research. And a study published in the Lancet Diabetes and Endocrinology, a team led by the University of Cambridge, aimed to determine whether genetic predisposition to high vitamin D levels plays a role in one's overall health. Using data from 33 perspective studies, including UK Biobank, the European Perspective Investigation into Cancer and Nutrition Cardiovascular Disease Study, that's a mouthful, uh, and 31 studies from the Vitamin D Studies Collaboration. The group conducted both observational and genetic analysis. They analyzed data from 386,000 middle-aged individuals with European ancestry. Participants were followed for an average of 9.5 years, did not have cardiovascular disease at baseline, and underwent valid vitamin D measurements. The major circulating form of vitamin D is measured using blood tests. We actually do this in the office. Of those 386,000, 33,500 developed coronary heart disease, 18,000 people had a stroke, and 27,900 people died. 
To better comprehend the role of vitamin D in these cases, the researchers use Mendelian randomization, a process that uses genetic variants specifically related to a particular exposure to compare genetically defined population subgroups with different average levels of exposure. It's a lot. Um, so basically, authors did not find an association between genetic predisposition to higher level uh, of vitamin D, coronary artery stroke, or death. However, for participants with a vitamin D deficiency lower than 25 nanomoles per liter, the group said provided strong evidence for an inverse link between a lower mortality and genetic predisposition to a higher level of vitamin D. It's, it's a lot of double negatives in there. So basically what they found <laughs> was that... Um, there, it suggests there was a relationship between vitamin D concentration and mortality for individuals with low vitamin D status. So this is one, we've been talking about how vitamin D has uh, vitamin, so, okay, so a vitamin D is both a nutrient and a hormone that our bodies produce and is produced androgynously inside. When ultraviolet UVB rays from sunlight strikes the skin and triggers vitamin D synthesis, it actually UVB turns cholesterol into vitamin D. While vitamin D has been known to help the body absorb and retain calcium and phosphorus, they also, uh, Harvard's University School of Public Health notes that laboratory studies show it can reduce uh, cancer cell growth, helps control infections, and reduces inflammation. So that's something that we've been talking about. But the problem is, is that when we do vitamin D levels, typically we say, as long as you're over 25, you're good. In reality, most of the research shows that upwards of 60 is where you see most of this health benefit from proper vitamin D. So I always think it's so interesting because we talk about strong bones, strong bones, strong bones. You need vitamin D to help absorb calcium. Yet we are a country that the first thing that we do before we even step outside is we blather ourselves up with a bunch of lotion that is designed to stop the absorption of UV rays on our skin, also known as sunscreen, right? So we've been taught to fear the sun so much that now we're chronically deficient in vitamin D and what we say, well, goodness, we're not sure what's happening. And so it was just one that spoke to what we talk about so often is that vitamin D levels are important. How much vitamin D you should take is all dependent on what your levels are. You know, it's interesting because I'll go through um, kind of ebbs and flows. Uh, for example, if I'm nursing, I will typically run quite a bit lower than if I'm not nursing in vitamin D, even if I take the same amount. Um, so it's always just one that to know your number is really simple. In our office, it's just a a simple uh, blood spot you take home with you, you send it in, and it is less. Uh, when I originally got my vitamin D levels ran, I was like, This cost how much? And so I realized that I could do it in the office for um, literally less than half. So I just run my own in the office now. It's super simple. So that's what we do Greenwood Family Chiropractic. 317 893 2853. If you have any questions, greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com or info at Greenwood Family Chiropractic. It's long, very simple. Now, when we come back, eye-opening statistics about sick care and illness in the United States. We'll dive deeper next. You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. We're online with life-changing results and success stories at greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. 
You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. Hear full shows on the podcast link at freedom95.us. Here's Dr. Leanne. Welcome back. You're listening to Maximize Your Life. I'm Dr. Leanne Schluter with Greenwood Family Chiropractic. 317-893-2853, 317-893-2853, or you can always check us out, greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. That's greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. Initial exam and consultation is just $25. Now, Today we are talking about the eye-opening costs of illness. Now, I know this comes with a bit of a caveat. Here's what I here's what my goal of this show is, though. My goal of the show is not to be demeaning, to be hurtful, but I think so oftentimes we have just viewed this quote unquote healthcare system is our primary system. And when we take a step back, we say, gosh, I just don't have the means to to do things differently. And I want to empower you that the whole purpose of living a healthy lifestyle is that, you know, thank goodness that we have a time and a place for medicine. <laughs> for example, I had a patient this morning who's a friend of mine call me and say, hey, Something's going on with my eye. And I looked at it and I said, one of two things that likely is. It's either impetigo or it is um, shingles, herpes. And it was going into her eye. Into into her eye. And I said, listen, (laughs) you got to go get seen. I said, they're one of the two. It's bacterial. You'll probably have to be on an antibiotic. If it's herpatic, then they'll probably put you on uh, like a steroid pack or something for that. And she was like, you know, but, and I'm like, but it doesn't matter. Does not Here's the point is that thank goodness we have it because if, and it turned out to be a herpatic infection, it was herpes, like shingles that was going into her eye that could cause blindness. So it's like, yes, thank goodness for modern medicine. You know, though that being said, you know, there's also times that we just, we haven't, we've allowed our health to no longer be a priority. Right? There's so many other things that we need to do. I, uh, I also had a, a patient more recently who I saw, who very, very successful man. And spine was just the worst. When I tell you, bone on bone degeneration, barely like is still very active, wants to remain active, but looking at the amount of degeneration, he's in pain all the time. He has all of these symptoms. And I was like, listen, you got to do something. His mom, uh, like, what if you don't do something now, then then what is going to happen? You know, and he's like, I'm just too busy. And talking to one of his loved ones, she was like, well, he's really done at 4.30 every single day. <laughs> but he thinks he's so busy that he can't, he can't take time for his health. I'm like, listen, it's, um, I, I posted and, and read something like a year ago and it said if you don't take time for your health now you'll be forced to take time for your health later and it, and it really is true it, it it is true so when I stumbled upon this this is actually um 
an article that was published just a couple weeks ago, but it talked about how there's a new surgical center in Indianapolis that um, is hoping to provide more affordable healthcare options for Hoosiers. Founded by two local doctors, this is the Wellbridge Surgical, is a medical center that provides at-cost procedures to Hoosiers with or without insurance. Are you ready for this? A 60 to 70% reduction in cost. On the flip side of things, that means that what you're paying for these medical procedures or care is actually a markup of 60 to 70%. Guys, these are not non-for-profits. These hospitals are for-profit hospitals. They said, um, Indiana is required to post prices on their website. But a hospital's definition of transparency is a lot different than ours, one of the other co-founder mentioned. Over the last few years, Indiana has made some positive steps forward to provide more information to consumers when they're shopping for health care. Um, unfortunately, some have compiled a letter of the law, but not the spirit, and made those price sheets a little bit harder to find. I looked on some of the websites for community, for example. You can ask them, but you have to ask them for the specific code versus actually having a easy-to-read estimate um, like a price index. So one of the things that I was able to find is um, that, right? Because there's there are times and places where you're like, can you shop around? No, you can't. You are in a dire need situation. So you're going to pay whatever it is because it's your life on the line. And whatever you pay, it's, it doesn't even matter, right? So we all understand that. We all understand that. So hopefully we're all on the same page. What I'm looking for is ones that you literally can shop around for these different ones. And most of those things are non-emergent, right? So thank goodness for emergency medicine. But here's where when we talk about costs, um, for example, I'm going to do this at the top of every segment too. So we're going to just play a game with a couple of like, how much does it cost? And I'll give you a moment to kind of think if you're around someone, you guys can guess out loud to figure out what you think these costs. This actually comes from Eskenazi. It's their health standard um, charges. So this is one that are shoppable services. <laughs> um, okay, first we'll start with this. So if drainage of skin abscess. So this includes the emergency medical supplies and the radiology and diagnostic. Drainage of skin abscess. Answer, $4,088. What about a nail trim? The nail trim. We're talking about treatment room, uh, diagnostic for chemistry and hematology. A nail trim. Shoppable. $881. <laughs> it's one of those you're like, maybe I should get into it. Gross. Nope. Nope. Definitely not. What about carpal tunnel? You want to inject carpal tunnel. Inject carpal tunnel. So for the radiology, the x-rays, the clinic, and the observation room, you're looking at $2,800. $2, Here's one where you're just like, oh. Applying a long arm splint. <laughs> Applying a long arm splint, right? An arm splint. Applying an arm splint. This is for the emergency room, uh, radiology, diagnostics, any IV therapies. $3,578. Oh. The next one I'll run through some more emergent ones. These ones 
that we're looking at are less, less emergent, right? When you're like nail trims and I thought this was really interesting for kiddos. I didn't realize that this is um, removal of tonsils and adenoids in a child that's less than 12 years old. So for the operating room, anesthesia, recovering room, um, pathology, the supplies. Guess, guess how much that costs. 12 years or younger. Removal of tonsils and adenoids. Right. And as a parent, I understand no one really wants to ever go through this, but $24,128. Now, if you're looking at 12 and older, older than 12, for again, um, anesthesia, recovery room, all the laboratory, pathology, histology, urology, all the um, sterile equipment, you're looking at $69,100. 69000 Ah, You know, and then you're... Um, Average colonoscopy with biopsy. Uh, okay, wait. Colonoscopy with biopsy. So this is for the recovery room, GI, typically an outpatient procedure. $6,944, right? So these are ones you're like, yeah, but I'm doing it to be healthy. Okay, here's what I will tell you is that oftentimes intestinal can cancers and colon cancers are more man-made cancers, Right. And so, yes, we want to do things to be healthy. But you're, we were looking at this and you're like, even now, I think that they've pushed back the time in between if you have normal ones. But so here's the thing is that as a country, we are the sickest. <laughs> and what we spend on the cost of being ill. So there's the actual cost of critical illness, right? It's the things that we see. That's the medical cost, hospitalizations, medical bills, right? We understand that the, those are physical costs. Though the other thing that's kind of below the iceberg when you look at it is all of the other things that don't necessarily have as upfront or tangible. So the family sacrifice that needs to be made. Um, the... You know, having to spend retirement dollars on this, um, your unlikelihood to get insured. And then you have the other things, too, that are also costs. Loss of income, having to have a caregiver. Um, you know, I, I used to, when we would go through x-rays, I would talk about, like, a report of findings. You know, I'd say, here's where we fall in terms of health. And I would have two to three inch file folder thick full of just research studies and documents but here's what I share with everyone now and that the last decade of practice has taught me is that when you lose your health it affects you as an individual but when you lose your health it affects every single person around you because your time with family looks different your weekends look different your vacations look different and so it's realizing we have to be able to kind of Take our health as a responsibility and know that it truly is an investment. You know, when you look at even the countries that eat better than we do, I saw a commercial this morning. Guys, kid you not. I saw a commercial this morning that actually came from Germany. And that commercial in Germany was actually like a public service announcement that we as the United States need help with food. 
because of our rate of uh, heart disease, our rate of obesity and diabetes, that they said that we are uh, in um, food deserts that we have, our inability to supply food and meals to our families, which we know is a thing. But it was one where we always say, gosh, like the United States, we're on the forefront. We're doing all of these things. And literally other countries are saying, hey, you're not as good as you think you are. And I feel like that really has come to surface a little bit more over these last several years in terms of health care. So I was really looking because I know each year what we spend in terms of, quote unquote, health care, right, our sick care model has changed drastically And I really wanted to know where it was going. So I pulled data from Statistica. So um, this is the forecasted national per capita health expenditure in the United States from um, 2021 to 2028. So they said on average in 2021, the average person, so this is not per family, this is per capita in terms of adult, 18 to 64. The national forecasted per capita health expenditure for 2021 is $12,641. $12,641. So if you look per month, that's over $1,000 a month in terms of health expenditures. If you're a married couple, that obviously doubles. So that goes up to $2,100 a month. If they were forecasted for the increase, they were looking at as of 2028. In 2028, it would be $17,611 per person per year that they are spending in healthcare. So again, that goes up to almost $1,500 per month just for two adults. That doesn't, that doesn't even, man, that doesn't even add in kids, right? And so if you have kids, you know that all those especially unexpected things for kids, Oh, kids, Um, right? Like that, just adults. So a family, just two adults, that's three, almost $3,000 a month, not to include any, any kiddos that you might have in the mix either, right? And so it's just looking at what was interesting is that years ago, Blue Cross and Blue Shield uh, came out with a research study in terms of patients who were 65 years of age and older, and were under maintenance chiropractic care for five years or longer. And they found that they had, it was like 60% fewer hospital admissions, uh, 70% fewer medical provider visits, and they had an 85% reduction in pharmaceutical cost. They said on average, those individuals who are under maintenance chiropractic care for five years or longer only accrued one third of the um, average annual medical cost of someone who didn't they one third so you're looking at hey if you were to say it's seventeen thousand six hundred and eleven dollars times point six seven right you would save almost twelve thousand dollars a year you know and I and I think a lot of that too is comes with you when you start making those proactive choices you know we don't put people on medication we don't take people off medication but our goal is to get back down to the foundations of how do cells grow and are they, how do they flourish how are they nourished because when you don't care for your health you're and you don't put it as a priority then unfortunately for the average person they lose their health and so our goal again for today is to really talk about what are you doing to move your health as a priority 
What are you investing in on a, on a weekly, monthly, annual basis into your health that's going to move the needle to move you towards wellness and not sickness? So when we come back, I have a couple more costs that I want to go through and quiz you on next. You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. We're online with life-changing results and success stories at GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. This is Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne of Greenwood Family Chiropractic. Here's Dr. Leanne. Today, we are talking about the cost of sickness. Some surprising statistics. You're tuning in to Maximize Your Life. I'm Dr. Leanne Schluter with Greenwood Family Chiropractic. 317-893-2853. 317-893-2853. Or you can always check us out online, greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. Greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. Initial exam and consultation, just $25. Today, we are talking cost of sickness. Now, listen, I, I fully understand, and I, I want to be transparent about this. I understand that no one wants to be sick, right? There are so many times that we say, gosh, I just don't know how I got here. But here's what I here's what I challenge you, right? And so this challenge may or may not make friends. But I vowed to myself that my goal is not necessarily to be the most popular in the room, but it's to be and give the most education. And so unfortunately, that doesn't necessarily win you a lot of friends often. But here's what I have to tell you is that you have to take care of your health. It is not something, this is one of my goals in life with raising my children is that I want them to know that health is not by chance and it is not by luck. It's not by chance. You have to work for your health. There in your body right now, currently, there are cells being created and there are cells dying. It's, it's apoptosis scheduled cell death right your health is never stagnant you're either building health or you're building disease and so the decisions that you make today you might not see today right like um if you for the next week eat only ice cream nothing but ice cream all the ice cream you want nothing but ice cream for the next seven days and I look at your lab work. How much is your A1C going to change? Maybe a little bit. Now, if you were to do that now for a month or two months or six months, or you say, well, it's not every day, right? But I am going to have a bowl of ice cream before I go to bed a couple of nights a week for the next two or three years. And I'm also going to have pizza with that, right? So more carbohydrates. And I'm also going to have cereal for breakfast, more carbohydrates and sugar. And I'm also going to have, right, all of these other things. This is what leads us to pay for your health at some point or another. But we're not told as much until we're in that system that we had an opportunity to maybe lessen or divert that big medical crisis if we were proactive, and so that's our goal is encouragement and empowerment in the office is like, how do we how do we get back to that? How do we put health in our own hands so that we have the ability to say, hey, maybe what's coming, I can either 100% divert from that diabetes type two, for example, right? Gosh, I was looking at the cost of type two diabetes. Holy guacamole. It, um, diabetes is 
uh, heart disease and cancer are the number one and number two disease killers inside of the United States. Um, Though that being said, the cost of diabetes is actually quite a bit more. So heart disease and stroke, they said, according to the CDC, more than 868,000 Americans die every year from heart disease or stroke. Every year. That's one third of the deaths every year. Every year. Just think about numerically. Uh, Each year in the United States, more than 1.7 million people are diagnosed with cancer. 600,000 pass from it. Um, Cost of cancer care continues to rise, and it is expected to reach um, almost $174 billion. Diabetes. 34.2 million Americans have diabetes. Um, Another 88 million are considered pre-diabetic, so if they don't make changes, they'll put them on path for type 2 diabetes. Um, Diabetes becomes more serious because it also typically includes um, heart disease, kidney failure, blindness. So they said in 2017, right? So this number has increased. In 2017 alone, the total estimated cost diagnosed diabetes was $327 billion in medical costs and loss of productivity. 327 billion you know so we're just looking at as the united states i used to ask people i'd say are we healthy or sick in the united states are we healthy or sick and people a decade ago would say we're healthy and i would say no we're sick and they'd be so confused and now they're like oh no we're we're definitely sick (laughs) and i'm like yeah Here's what was um, the rising healthcare costs. Ensure overhead, hospital administration. And this is, this is one where you look at like the hospital administration costs. Um, the United States is among the countries with the highest cost of healthcare in the world. And they said, as it happens, healthcare spending trends shows a significant rise and administrative costs play a big role. So I'm like, again, reminder, most hospitals are not non-for-profit. They are for-profit businesses. It's just unfortunate because they profit on your health. So I was like, I wonder what the average um, CEO in Indiana for like hospitals. And it there, oh, there was one article I found. It was in the Indy Star that talked about how um, – Indiana's public hospital CEOs can keep their multi-million dollar compensation a secret. And so they basically the article in short talks about how if someone is receiving taxpayer dollars that they are supposed to have um, transparency for what they make. Okay. And so somehow this hospital, and I looked like it was up in a hospital in uh, Lebanon, Witham Hospital is where it was out of. It was unfamiliar, so I had to look it up. But they talked about how the Indy Star discovered that a county hospital executive in Boone County um, pulled an $8 million a year salary. $8 million a year. They said average CEO in Indiana, Indianapolis area, $761,000. That's the median. That's seven sixty. So I'm always like, I was like, what is if you were paid twice a month? Seven sixty one. Divided by 24, right? 
so you have to have taxes taken out. So this is pre-taxes. But every paycheck you would get would be um, like $31,000 for every paycheck you would get. Like every consistently over and over and over again. <laughs> like how do you pay? Oh, man, I told you I was going to start off with some questions. So this is how they pay, and it's for what they charge. So again, have a little bit of grace. I know that not all of these are things that are wanted or desired. Some of the things we feel is we have to do them. So it's just really looking at the overall um, aspect of like how much does this really cost? One of the things I want to play our first game with of how much does it cost according to Eskenazi Health Standard. They call these shoppable services, some of them a bit more shoppable than others, if you will. But they talked about um, inserting an ear tube, right, with um, insertion of ear tubes with anesthesia. So that's anesthesia, the recovery room, operating room. And I understand that moms don't typically want to go through that, but I will tell you that we have testimony after testimony in our office about how chiropractic has stopped recurrent ear infections and a mom who would have gone through and done tubes no longer had to. Because the ear infection stopped, right? But when you look at, so insertion of ear tubes, so the medical supplies, operating room, operating room service, anesthesia recovery room, ear tubes, guess how much they cost? $15,289. $15,000. I'm like, oh my goodness. Right? And not, like I've got three kids. It's not to say that my kids have never gotten ear infections. But what I can tell you is that we manage them differently and that the rate of them is minimal. Here's what I thought was really interesting. Um, when they look at uh, lumbar x-rays, right? We take lumbar x-rays in our office. <laughs> x-rays, lumbosacral x-rays, two or three views. So two or three views for your lower back, x-ray wise. What do we think cost? I'll give you, you know, in our office, they're, you know, anywhere from 20 to $40 a view, of you. So, uh, but at Eskenazi, those lumbosacral x-rays, two to three views will cost you $1,097. <laughs> what? Maybe my x-ray machine's just older. Got at the beginning of last year. Maybe my x-ray machine's not digital. Not true. It's a very high quality. I've literally had medical doctors call me and compliment me on our quality of x-rays. Hmm. Wonder what the difference is. Here's some other really interesting ones as well. Um, just something as simple as wound repair. Two and a half centimeters or less. Like I just think about my uh, three-year-old who busted open his lip. Um, falling, right? It was probably about two and a half or less. Stopped bleeding, though, and I called this pediatrician. He said it was fine. He does have a, a scar on his face now, though, through his lip, but it'll make you look tough. Uh, not everyone is like that, though, I understand. But two and a half centimeters or less, $3,067. It's just, I mean, when you look, okay, so for um, heart attack, right? Now, again, heart attack, an acute heart attack, that's where I would disagree is this is like, it says on their thing, recommended is shoppable. If you're having an acute heart attack, I would not shop around. I would just go to the hospital and pay your bill. But when you look at like room and board, ICU, the pharmacy, emergency room, cardiology, pulmonary function, um, recovery room, and EKG and ECG, this is all included in there. It's $45,582, you know. And so then the question is, okay, how much of that was lifestyle related that might have 
have spurred that, right? Like we have to take our health into our own hands. Here was another one too um, that when we talk about like non-cervical spinal fusions, right? So what I see in my office very often is people say, I don't want to do chiropractic. I don't have the time. I don't have the money. It's not important to me. I'm not in pain, right? And so once they get out of pain, they'll say, I'll just come back when I'm in pain. And I say, you have degeneration. You have bone stirring. You have loss of disc spice. Like this is something that we specialize in. When you look at a non-cervical, so not in the neck, basically, spinal fusion, all the things, OT afterwards, operating room, um, surgeries, laboratory diagnostics, you're looking at $114,000. $114,000 with research shows like a lumbar surgical fusion following two years has over a 70% failure rate, which means you have to have another one. <laughs> it means you have to have another one. Cervical fusions, right? The ones that are actually in the neck. If it has to be in the cervical spine, that's $132,000. When I tell patients, try conservative care first. I can tell you that care in my office, if you were in my office for your entire lifetime, your entire lifetime, it still wouldn't be $132,000. And two, that doesn't take into account the quality of life change that you get as well. Wild, huh? Um, medical back problems, right? Like, oh, my back really hurts. And you have to go to the ER and you have physical therapy and oh, occupational therapy and um, MRIs, right? All things included, you are looking at $22,800. $22,800. Our initial exam and consultation is $25. And we do x-rays, you know, all said and done, it's still less than 200 Or you could go to the ER and it's $22,000 later. And you know what you'll likely walk out with? Uh, here's a muscle relaxer. Here's some strong over-the-counter pain reliever. Uh, try some physical therapy, <laughs> right? And you're like, wait, so what is this? What does this get down to in terms of cause of the problem? I thought it was interesting just scrolling through a pregnancy urine test, which having three babies, I had a lot of those. Um, $271. <laughs> for a pregnancy urine test. That doesn't even like, oh my gosh. This vitamin D test here, shoppable services, we talked about vitamin D earlier, $239. Not in our office, it's a third of that. So when you were just looking at the cost, oh, oh, um, I did find pharmacy charges. I looked at acetaminophen. If you're looking at one each, it runs about $5.60 for one acetaminophen, also known as Tylenol. <laughs> Oh my gosh. You know, I don't know how much a bottle costs, but I can tell you that I think it costs about the same as one if you're in the hospital. I just, so look, we understand medicine has a time and a place. We're appreciative of that time and a place for medicine. But again, it's coming back down to when you're looking at the cost of sick care, we have to do things better for our health. They continue to talk about how 62% 62% of bankruptcies that are filed are due to large medical bills, due to large medical bills. So the takeaway, one, your health is no one's responsibility but your own. And that is, it's a proverbial hard pill, right? Huh? Hard pill to swallow when you talk about the way we treat our health. 
is that we think, oh, when it breaks, they'll just fix it. But they don't. They don't really fix it. An analogy I'll always use is imagine you go to the doctor today, your medical doctor, and you go tomorrow and every day, every morning for the next year, for the next 365 days, you go to your medical doctor. And they run labs and they look at your blood pressure and they look at your weight and all the things. Check eyes, ears, nose, throat. In 365 days from today, are you going to be any healthier one year from now than you are today by doing those things? And the answer is no. Why? Because when are they going to find high blood pressure? After it happens. When are they going to find high cholesterol? After it happens. How many times do you have someone who said, oh my gosh, they went in there and they said they were just the bill of health. And then a week, a month, two months later, they just they just died of a massive heart attack. And you're you're just, I don't know what happened. And you're like, because because they're looking for sickness. And if sickness is not present, then they say you're good. But what they fail to realize is that health health is not health is not a lack of sickness right does that make sense to everyone health is not a lack of sickness and so when we put so much stock and faith in this sick care and again there's a time and a place for that don't get me wrong there is a time and a place for medicine but what if we lived in a wellness mindset where you treat your body like God gave it to you to serve this purpose and that you treat it and you feed it food by God and you don't do damaging things and you move it the way that it's supposed to and and you and you trade it so well like it's not going to be forever that you get to have this body do you think the health as a society would look different in 5 years 10 years a decade two decades 10 years is a decade right but like of course of course it looks different and so, but, but the problem is, is that we're so stuck in this vision of like, I'm stuck in this place of sickness. I can't get well. And here's what I would tell you if that's your thought process today is that say you have an 80% blockage, right? Oh my goodness, I have an 80% blockage. And you say, well, there's nothing I can do about that now. And that might be true. And we might have to, we might have to use modern medicine for some of that. But what I will tell you is that you have a decision and an option today that you can either continue on the path and the lifestyle choices that you are making that made it so that those arteries became 80% occluded. Or you can make the decision today that you're going to make a change and maybe 80% is the worst it ever gets. Maybe it doesn't get to 90. Maybe it doesn't get to 100. Maybe it doesn't get to that heart attack. Maybe it doesn't get to that stroke. You say, oh my goodness, my, my A1C is 8.4. Not that bad, right? Mm, no, it's actually pretty bad. Like you're full-blown diabetes. Okay, well, one of two things can happen, right? You can continue eating the way that got you to 8.4 for your A1C, right? Anything about 4, 5.4, I think, is into the diabetic. So you can continue eating that way, which will continue and keep you in this diabetic state. Or you can make that decision today that you can make a change, that you want to see that difference, that we're going to make decisions on things that we put on and in our body, the things that we do to our bodies that will either move the needle closer to health or closer to sickness and death. And the great thing about that is that you have that choice. That choice is 100% yours. But you have to make that change because if you don't make that change, then nothing changes. 
if you're going to say, hey, I'm going to keep living the way that I that got me to 80% occluded artery, I'm going to keep living to the place that got me to diabetes at 8.4, then you have to pick your head up and expect that that heart disease is going to get worse. Those diabetes are going to get worse. The obesity is going to get worse. If you choose to do nothing and live the way that you have that got you to the disease state, then you will stay in the disease state, but not at the same level of disease. If you have degeneration in your spine, right? Most people don't know that we actually specialize in disc degeneration, joint degeneration, osteoarthritis, bone source. We specialize that in our office at Greenwood Family Chiropractic. Most people don't realize that. So, hey, guess what? That degeneration doesn't stay the same. It's Wolf's Law says that that degeneration continues at 2 to 3% a year if you do nothing. So if that decade, 10 years, you pick your head up, if you've done nothing, that's a 20 to 30% more degenerative change. If you do nothing, right? But it's easy to do nothing because you know what amount of energy it takes to do nothing? <laughs> Somewhat of a rhetorical question, right? You have to start making that decision. And so here's, here's my challenge to you. Think about the five people that you love the most in your life that are surrounded the most in your life. That might be a spouse, it might be parents, it might be kids, it might be um, coworkers, it might be people in the church. Five people that are surrounded by you the most, that love you the most, that you love the most. And, and think, in 10 years, if your health continues on the path that it is, what is it, what does your time look like with those people? What does your vacations look like with those people? What is your, what is your finances? look like if we continue down that path and so it's just it's just drawing a line in the sand and saying I'm ready to start making changes with our health and that is truly what we look for and we try to be alongside of you at Greenwood Family Chiropractic so if you want to come into the office you just that's the first steps you have to walk through our doors Greenwood Family Chiropractic 317-893-2853, 317-893-2853, greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. That's greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. Initial exam and consultation is just $25. Hopefully your big takeaway is action. Know that all of this comes with heart and love that I want to see the best from every single person who walks through that you can help walk with the kingdom, serve your potential here, um, but know that health is wealth and you have to make that choice look forward to next week. Always remember that your power is on. Mm -hmm.